everybody welcome to another week it's the roto grinders nba morning grind i'm justin carlucci filling in for stevie and i'm alongside of the chief will priester how was your weekend my friend it was okay man um actually it was, it was better okay i came on all right in, in, in nfl on, on in the props game this week i mean uh the the so the the first half of the season so typically um how i like to do nfl is I like to I like to kind of segment mine out, right? Like I'll kind of focus on the 1 p.m. games and hammer that information, right? Get all that information together. And then I like to get together the second half of the games, right? The the four the four p.m. games. It's usually not as many 4 p.m., but that's just kind of how I like to do it. So I can kind of focus and have kind of two parts of the day. You know, first first part of the day was fine, right? But, you know, you have have one guy that gets you. You know, we're thinking DK Metcalf's going to have a big day. And you know how this goes. Who gets Metcalf versus Lockett right week to week? This week it was Lockett week. And who knows what's going to happen next week. But that, that kind of hurt our analysis on the front part of the day. But guess what? Rolled into the 4 p.m. games and got everything right. Didn't miss anything, really. So, you know, it's just it ended up being a, a real good day for analysis for sure. It and it was good on the front, and I just got DK Metcalf wrong. That was it. That's, that's the only thing we didn't get right. Everything else was spot on. I so, you know, good day of analysis for, for the RG crew and the prop shop for sure. Good stuff, man. Check out Chief's Prop Shop over here on the Roto Grinders Discord. Good to hear you had a good Sunday. And we're going to kick off the work week Monday. Pretty good NBA slate. Nine games. Uh, yep, nine games. And, uh, of course, there's a lot of information we don't know, but we'll do our best to fill you in on some hypotheticals and some things to look at. We do have some info. We have a, an, an update on Charlotte. Uh, and we know Jimmy Butler and Bam are out again. And uh, let's start there. That's one of the three 7 o'clock games is Miami at Cleveland. What's the first thing, you know, you, when you hear Miami at Cleveland, you, I mean, me, I just think of slow and, and good defense and probably not a, a good game environment. But without Butler and without uh, Bam, you know, there are some higher usage opportunities. I don't know what Kyle Lowry, rah, 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 rah. I don't know what Kyle Lowry has to do to get priced at least at 7K on FanDuel. He's still 6,900 under 7K. Uh, what are your thoughts here on this one collectively, Chief? Well, th- my thoughts are he's going to be chalk on FanDuel, but on DK, he's 8K. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're going to have to think about it a little bit. Tyler Hero 7,200, and he still should be because he hasn't been, you know, hitting the, the ceiling, I think, that we're used to. Here's what you have to know in this business. You get burned, you get burned again, and then guess what you do? All that bias and recency bias creeps into your mind and creeps into your heart and you and you quit clicking that button 
and then Tyler Hero goes out for 50, and then you're saying, I played Tyler Hero five straight times, and I didn't get anything, and the one day I don't play him, he goes off. Guess what you need to do? Keep clicking the button as long as Jimmy Butler's out. You've already committed at this point, right? That's the only way it's going to make sense for you in the end is if you get it right. And, uh, you know, now, now listen, if there were some usage issues and things like that, like, of course, like, you know, you, you take, take a look at that. But bottom line is Tyler Hero is still going to be in a good spot as long as Jimmy is out. Uh, and one of the things that I like to see is the minutes are still there. Shot attempts are mostly there. It took 18 against Chicago. I'm not, I'm not afraid to fire him up. Uh, Gabe Vince has been getting good minutes, of course. You know, played 30 minutes against Chicago. It was blowout, of course. So, you know, I'm not reading too much into it. But he's still been getting mid-20s. So he's a guy, uh, even at 4,200, I don't mind. Well, Caleb Martin had COVID, and he missed, and he did not make the trip with them. So that right. could still open up Vincent uh, for some regular rotation run, too. But, you know, for sure solidifies Hero, even though he's been terrible. But, you know, 66 on FanDuel, 64 on FanDuel he is, on my mistake. Got to keep clicking the buttons because uh, you know where the usage goes and eventually it's going to come around. Yeah, um, and Dwayne Devin might actually be okay here. <laughs> Cleveland's a, got a fair amount of big bodies, or at least Jared Allen's going to play. You know, hats off to Cleveland for finally playing Jared Allen extended minutes, which I know we're not talking about them currently, but that's going to help. I think Dwayne Devin stay on the floor a lot more in this game at 5K. Yeah, no, go ahead. Go on on the Cavs side of things. You know, talk to me. Jared Allen, oh, what a great season so far he's having. Yeah, I mean he's pretty much a double double machine most nights, and, and not only and not a, not a cheap double double either. I mean this guy, wow! The Bears are about to run a kickback. This is phenomenal. Big play after big play for the Bears, guys. We're recording this during the game. Sorry, uh, you just you Jakeem Grant again, another big play. This is incredible. I gotta say, I just did the Sunday Night Showdown show, and and Keith hyped up Jakeem Grant quite a bit. He said he was the guy to own. Uh, down in the value zone on the Bears. So a uh, big night for the Iceman. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how about it? Uh, back to our regularly scheduled programs. This is just a beautiful return, by the way, as well. But um, the, the problem with Cleveland is most guys are priced up. Like Laurie Markin is priced down, but his minutes aren't, you know, they're not giving him 30 minutes anymore. So can't worry about that. CD Osman. You know, he's playing mid to upper 20s, but I can't count on him for 30 fantasy points a game <laughs> like we've kind of been seeing or him getting close to. I just I just think I'm out on Cleveland because of the price. And Darius Garland's 82. Allen's 86. Mobley's 71. I, I can't pay these prices for these guys on DraftKings. Yeah, it's getting up there. You know, Mobley's 75, and FanDuel, Garland 77, Jared Allen all the way up at 86. Just not really the game environment. I'm looking forward to those pricing, uh, that price. I mean, you know, Jared Allen's been wonderful, but I just think I'm going elsewhere here. Uh, so, yeah, big takeaways are, you know, keep going back to the heat. Don't go – I wouldn't go crazy. You know, it's not a great matchup, but – I think you need shares of, of those guards we talked about for sure. Yeah. <clears throat> Sacramento at Toronto. Seems like you, me, Dre, Keith, and Devin could put up 130 against the Kings, I think. I mean, <laughs> it's track meet after track meet, Chief. Uh, taking, yeah, on, taking on Toronto, no Rashawn Holmes. Yeah, if I was uh, – if, if this was back in the day, if I was about – I even give myself my college years. If I was in college, 
I'm telling you right now, I, I could walk in the gym and probably issue the Kings the business with the way they're playing. Now, guess what? I'm not, I, and I say this all the time, say what you want. This, this is an NBA team, okay? Like, these guys can play basketball. They just don't play well as a team. Uh, probably aren't coached as well as some of the other teams in the league, young team. You know what I'm saying? Mostly young team. But I could still, I, I could walk in the gym and, and, and hold my own, right? Uh, they'd probably win, but we put up some buckets back in my younger years. Clearly now they, they, they mop the floor with me. Not, don't have the athleticism, don't have my speed, lateral quickness, just don't have that anymore currently. Uh, perhaps one day it will all come back. Bottom line is <laughs> the Kings are the recipe for success on any DFS slate. The recipe for success. And once again, the little problem I'm going to have is the pricing. Van Vliet's 9K on DK. Gary Trent is 6K. That's fair, right? That's fair. Scotty Barnes is 76. Uh, Siakam is 85. Like, maybe I can get some exposure. Um, you know, Chris Boucher, could, could this be a chance for him to pop? Uh, Precious out, OG out, Kim Birch out. Like, this might be a spot for, for OG. But, man, they're not giving him 30 minutes. I, man, and, and he's priced up a little bit more. Now, I still like him at 4,300. But overall, um, man, it's just the pricing. But I, th- I, I, I still think Siakam's okay. But, you know, you're going to have to tread lightly, I, I believe, just because we've got to get the rest of our lineup built as well. Yeah, I, I agree. It's like it's like the algo knows that the Kings are the the team we're trying to exploit here. Uh, I think Siakam's okay. You know, a little bit easier to get these guys in on FanDuel. Van Fleet, 8,300. 8K for Scotty Barnes. I'm not doing that. You know, Siakam, 78. Oh, see, yeah, that, that's – that. come on, that's in the wheelhouse. So I, I'm more inclined to play Siakam than Van Fleet. I'm FanDuel. Don't know about 8K for Barnes, though. Um, Trent, 6K, about the same. So – uh, you know, our guy, Boucher, Bobby Boucher, Chris Boucher, finally got 27 minutes against the Knicks. About time. You know, he's 5K on FanDuel. It's tough, though. That's tough. I mean, historically, we know he's a point-per-minute guy last year and a half or so, but I just don't know about 5K. Although the Kings have been getting thumped inside. So uh, I guess Boucher is more of a big tournament play here. Uh, but, yeah, Chua and COVID protocol, I, I guess I'm assuming he's not going to play, right? Um, but we'll have to wait and see on him. Uh, on the king side of things, you know, what do you got? What do you got on De'Aaron Fox and company over there? What I got is De'Aaron Fox couldn't send this thing to OT last week at the free throw line. Oh, painful. At any rate, Therese Halliburton, 5,700. That's too cheap. He should not be this cheap in this spot, man. I'm telling you, I know they've been playing, uh, uh, Terrence Davis, he's 4,100. He's another guy that I don't mind now. In the Cleveland game, they kind of got, like I said, they, they got the floor mop with them. The score looks closer than kind of how the game went. Um, but, you know, he only played 18 minutes, but I'm willing to go back to well on him. Um, you know, I, I think he's he, he's going to be a good investment. They gave Buddy Heald more minutes in the Cleveland game than they did Terrence Davis. He got 28 minutes and, you know, he, he looked good, but I, I, I can't. I can't trust that Harrison Barnes still at 51. He's a guy that we know for sure is going to get 25 minutes or more. Uh, and I think that's fine in this spot for Toronto. 
Um, and then Rashawn Holmes is still out, but they're experimenting with Tristan Thompson, Alex Lynn, uh, Marvin Bagley. You know, they're all over the place. Bagley has got minutes in the 20s the past two games. Last game was 22. And he actually started um, that one, even though they got blown out. Yeah, so it's, you know, I guess I, I really can't legitimately trust the big man, big man situation because it's just going to be all of them getting maybe 20 minutes and one of them getting 15 minutes, which really isn't helping us. It's just that Bagley's 3,800, and he's, he's a lot more active um, than these other guys. You know, he, he's got the, the, the – he could go for 30 in 25 minutes, where the other ones would, would need a little more time, I think. Agreed. Bagley's the usage big. The other guys are kind of just bodies. So uh, I agree on Bagley. I, I would consider looking there for value, especially – especially if he starts um, moving on here, golden state at Indy, man, if I had a dollar for every time I heard ESPN mention the three point record and Steph Curry, we'd be filthy rich. Uh, <laughs> you know, if everybody's healthy in this game, I feel like this is a game we, we, we typically would pass on if everybody's priced accordingly. Karis Levert's up to six K he's at that point where I don't really want to pay for him. Miles Turner, like, is Golden State going to go smaller and kind of phase him out of of court time here? You know, I don't know. Brogdon 7,300 in this pace. I, I guess I, I don't mind going to Brogdon here, but I don't have a lot of interest in this game uh, collectively if everybody is in. And I believe that's the case other than potentially Justin Holiday. Yeah, we know TJ McConnell was already out. But, yeah, I'm with you, man. I am not. I, this is this isn't a game I can get invested in. Everybody's priced appropriately. Even Brogdon, he's seventy nine hundred on DK. That's fair, but I I don't like. I don't have to pay seventy nine hundred for Brogdon. He's not someone that I I must have uh, in my lineup unless the bonus was out in turn or what. Now then we're getting closer to okay. Let, let's look at it. But even then, that might mean blowout city. So. Um, you know, and I'd much rather just play Karis Levert for 65 if that were the case. That's not the case, though. So um, this is going to be, a, a, I guess, a game we could kind of skirt through. I'm not interested in anyone. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of passing. Oh, anymore. my goodness. Sorry. Big play from Devontae. I mean, beautiful. And then it, looked, it almost looked like the Bears were going to run another kickback. But they, so they, teams. Yeah. All three phases. Uh, okay, how about we go to Houston, Atlanta? Let's do it. 7.30 Eastern. Tip-off. Looks like Kevin Porter Jr. is out again. Jalen Green, of yeah. course, out. Uh, looks like Eric Gordon's back, and he's fairly priced. Yeah, he was just on rest. Okay. I'll play Christian Wood. You know, pretty much as as many times as I can until he's like nine k. Yeah, he's ninety three hundred on DK. So eighty four on Fanduel. Yeah, so. he's he's been he's been. I've seen him hovering in that eight k to eighty two hundred range over there. Eighty four today. I get that. I mean, because he's been he's been really good. Um, yeah, on DK, I'm just man. I, I don't know. Like Armani Brooks is playing big minutes right now. Um, you know, last game, Eric Gordon was out, which I, which I definitely think helped him because Gordon coming back, Gordon's going to take up some usage on this team for sure. 
Garrison Matthews just keeps shooting 23s a game. Okay, not 20, but, you know, anywhere from 7 to 10. Uh, he's been very, you know, just, just crushing it at the three-point line. But he's not someone I want to play for, for DFS. Jay Sean Tate, I mean, he had, you know, the game of his life a few uh, weeks ago. And, uh, you know, since then hasn't really passed 40 fantasy points at all. In fact, he's been more like in the 20 fantasy point range. I mean, I think he's got one game in the 30s, but yeah, 18, 24, 23, 25, 36. Like, you know, I, I'm, I, I can't get involved for 6,100. Mostly, he's just going to sit on the shelf for me here, especially with Wood being 9,300. Yeah, that's fair. Eric Gordon being back definitely hurts Brooks. Although Brooks you know, has been starting occasionally, it's just not the same role when Gordon's, you know, playing 30 to 35 as well. Brooks is all the way up to 4,900 on FanDuel. So as long as everybody else is fairly intact there, I think I'm passing on Brooks. You know, Matthews has been hot lately, but, you know, not crazy about, about him either. Uh, Atlanta's 11-point favorite, so a little worried there about potential blowout. It's pretty much Wood and Gordon uh, that I have any interest in. Atlanta, you know, I, I just I'm, – I'm not crazy about Atlanta. I know it's a – a pace up spot for pretty much anybody playing the Rockets, but it, it's a, like you said, small little problem is, is typically a price thing. I I just don't know if I'm paying 99 for Trey Young on this on any slate really, unless some of his colleagues are resting when he gets a usage increase. You know, 8300 for Capella, I just can't do it. John Collins, uh, you and I talk, he's always priced in that mid seven range where you just don't feel like predicting the once a month when he has the blocks and steals game, but he's pretty much van- a vanilla play nine times out of 10. Uh, you know, so uh, that's kind of where I'm at. I not a ton of collective interest in this one for me. Yeah, same here. Capella 7,800 on DK. I think he is in tournament consideration because he can go out and get you 45 50, right? Like, so I, I think that's fine. Um, but I don't, but you don't have to. But if, if I had to choose someone from this team on DK, Capella would be my favorite. A little revenge game for Clint Capella, by the way. <laughs> All right. Um, let's go ahead on here and talk about Giannis Antetokounmpo. Let's get it. And the Boston Celtics. Yeah. Uh, well, you know what? Like, they'll just never praise Giannis up to 12K anymore on FanDuel for some reason. He's 11.5, which I guess is fine. But how do you just not keep playing Giannis almost every slate at, at under 12K? I, you know, like, he's so good. And uh, yeah, just drop 80 on Houston. Too. I mean, come Plus on. Plus 79.25 DK score. I mean, we're on a slate here where. You have Jokic and you have Embiid, who are both center only. So it will be a little interesting to see ownership projections and roster constructions. But uh, if there's enough value, I mean, you know how FanDuel is. You can play one of these centers with Giannis and go stars and scrubs if, if, you know, if the value opens up. Anyway, you know, Giannis is arguably the top play on any, any given slate we talk about. Having price issues with, with the rest of the Bucks, though, I – you know, it's a price thing. Drew is active. Middleton is active. They're 77 and 75 respectively, which I don't hate. I just don't know what their ceilings are with Giannis and Bobby Portis. Bobby Portis, who was 7,900, by the way. Not going there. 
It's real simple for me from Milwaukee, my friend. It's the honest or nobody right now. Yeah. And look, though, should he be 78? No. Or 79? No. Should he be 75, though? Probably so. Bobby Portis? Like, yeah. He, he's earned it. I mean, mm-hmm. even if I'm looking at a DK score since December 4th, 53, 38, 33, 43, 39 and a half. And he's 7,200 on DK. Like, Bobby Portis has earned this price. It's just we're so used to him being a bench roll guy until – it, I think it's sticker shock, but he should be priced up. Now, like I said, 8K, maybe not, but at 7,200 on DK, I think that's the right price because it's right where he should be, right? He's probably going to score 35 fantasy points, but then he's going to have gauge where he scores for 40 to 45. And and that's that's you know that's where the tournament portion, that tournament leg of this thing comes in. Uh, bottom line, only person I want to play here is Giannis at 11-6. Um, and I like to play the stars in competitive games. Like they're going to do well in games like against Houston and Sacramento, but the risk is, you know, their team as collectively could, could legitimately send that other team home packing pretty early. And so we may not get a full run. So you're hoping because of the lack of defense, the upside comes the whole game, right? They get 20 fantasy points in the first quarter and 20 in the second and 20 in the third and maybe don't have to play the fourth or play a little bit, and they pick up another five or six fantasy points, and he he gets by the 65, right? In a competitive game where the fantasy points may not come as easy or quite as easy, I actually favor those a little bit more because they're going to be on the floor with the opportunities. So I I love Giannis in this spot against Boston. We are in agreement, my friend. I'll make Boston real quick for you. Yeah. I'm playing nobody. I ain't playing nobody from Boston. I like Jason Tatum. He's 90. How much is he on FanDuel? 96. Don't hate it, but I'm not. He's, he's 94 on DK. See, this is one of those spots where Tatum doesn't get played and he drops like 55. And that's enough at his price, right? That That's enough. Um, I, I, I like him here. It's for the same reason I like, for the same reasons I like Giannis. Competitive matchup. Uh, going to be on the floor. Um, I, I don't care that Jalen Brown is back. I don't think he's going to play a full complement of minutes. I, th- I, I just, I don't think so. Oh, I don't think so either. You know, you see 7,200 FanDuel, but you don't know what that minutes limit is. Now, well, now well, the coach they- is saying he's available to play around 30 minutes. But I don't, I don't hate 30 minutes. What if that's 33 in a close game? But even at 30 minutes, I mean, come on, we can't play Jalen Brown. Um, Yeah, Jason Tatum is still going to be the guy. Yeah, I don't mind Tatum. Uh, you know, he has one 50-point FanDuel game against Milwaukee in the last two seasons. I, I just don't think I'm going to land there uh, for, like, single entry. You know, if I – I don't know. If I decide to multi-enter, I, I might have some depending on what his ownership is. But probably just a pass for me. You know, Marcus Smart coming off the worst game of his life against Phoenix. Uh, he's probable. What a what – a, Thump. What a thumper he dropped. Brutal. I will say this, uh, just talking about this matchup in regard to Bobby Portis, is we saw, every now and then Boston gets destroyed on the glass. We saw JaVale McGee have the game of his life uh, in that in that game as well. So a little, little bit of a overprice on Bobby Portis could make for a good minimally owned tournament play. You're right. Yeah. 76ers and the Grizz. I cannot believe they beat the Warriors. 
Can't believe it. I am surprised. Big win for Philly, though. Get a little momentum, maybe, over the weekend. My guy, Matisse Tyable, put the clamps on Curry, which was surprising. I mean, Matisse is a, is a good raw defender, but he, he's still at that point of his career where he gets a little too handsy. So he never really stays on the court for 30, 33, you know, against a elite offensive player, but he did it. He finally did it. And, it, and this is, you know, you saw a glimpse of why Daryl Morey's reluctant to deal him in any kind of package with Ben because he could be a defensive stopper. Anyway, they're taking the Grizzlies who are playing phenomenally well without jaw. You know, they're, they're playing really well. Um, on the road at Memphis, Jaron Jackson Jr. missed a game over the weekend. So he is questionable. So that, that's a big, a big, a big, a big, a big factor. Because if Jaron Jackson misses, and we'll start with the Grizzlies, that obviously opens up a bunch of usage for uh, his friends over there and some playing time for some other people. And uh, Jaron Jackson is a usage monster on that team. So him being out, like that, that's a big deal if he's out. Right now, he's a game-time decision. It's an 8 o'clock Eastern tip. Hopefully, we get that news. But talk to me about the Memphis side of things here, my friend Chief. Yeah, I mean, in terms of Memphis, right, there's one big piece I think that we we have to discuss, especially on DK, especially. You talked about Steven Adams being doubtful, right? Well, he's doubtful, correct. We Yeah. And, and, and Jaron Jackson is questionable so what if they're down two big bodies talk to me well well, brandon clark is already out so what if they're down three big bodies right and so that's what i'm saying i think it's the big the big puzzle piece because now you're going to get xavier tillman against joel Embiid. and and while while you probably thought this was about memphis this has nothing to do with memphis i don't really want to play anyone from memphis if jaron jackson jr is out I just kind of want to slam my Embiid chairs. I'm not playing anyone from Memphis on DK. Bain is 6,600. He's earned it, right? He's earned it. I'm not saying he hasn't, but I, I'm not worried about Bain at 66. Melton might be okay, but I'm not worried about him either. And then when they're down all these big bodies, yes, is Xavier Tillman going to be completely good value if he's going to play 25 to 30 minutes at 3,400? Absolutely. But my question is, who in the world – Let's go. Let's go this route, Luch. Where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Who's going to stop Joel Embiid? Nobody. Nobody but himself. Potentially, that's it. He's his own potential worst enemy in this matchup. Vegas only has us at a two and a half point spread, which is, I guess, a little hard to believe. But um, what what are your thoughts on? Let's say Memphis has a, this this host of guys out. Could this be a rest night for Joel Embiid? Is that in the cards? Like play a little chess load management game? Uh, I don't think so. See, he didn't play today. Had he played today, big time, big time discussion. Because he didn't play today, though, I think we might be good. Just something to watch on. A lot of news in that game. Might have the most important news of the slate, really. I mean, you know, Stephen. Steven Adams being out. I mean, Tillman's going to get run. Uh, and I think he's a, a – what is he? What is Tillman on DK? What do you got over there? 3,400. Oh, I, 
being if Jackson's out, even like he's in play with, with, with even if Jackson's in, I think Tillman should get some run. Um, he becomes honestly probably close to a lock in my opinion. If at least in like cash games, if Jackson's also out, that means Jackson Clark and Adams will be missing from that team. It's it's got to be a heavy dose of Tillman. Even in a blowout, you'd see twenty five minutes out of him. So. Uh, yeah. I think Tillman is extremely interesting. Xavier Tillman, uh, but you're right. You have to question the competitiveness and, and the line movement in this one. Uh, Darren Bain, uh, Desmond Bain up to 65. I'm a huge fan as well. Don't know what the upside is there. Dylan Brooks has been pretty bad. He's been in some high usage situations lately. He's fairly scoring dependent. Is, it, is this a Tyler Hero situation where you just keep clicking the buttons on Dylan Brooks, though, if you think this game is still going to be competitive? Without Jaron Jackson and, and the other host of guys that they're missing, like what are your thoughts on Brooks? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't hate it, right? But once again, I'm not really interested in playing anyone from Memphis. Here. Dylan Brooks is 62, and I don't feel like Dylan Brooks is going to score 50 today. So it, it's pretty much just Joel and B for me. Kyle Anderson up to 5,700 on FanDuel. Did he get a price increase on DK? Yeah, 53 on DK. Yeah. Okay. And Cal Anderson, for sure, I don't mind at 53. But guess what? I still don't care. Not really interested in anybody from Memphis. It, it's all Joel Embiid. All right, let's move on to your hometown, Charlotte Hornets. Break down the situation for me. Anybody coming back? Well, I mean, I, I, we, I think we're going to get scary Terry back today. In fact, he's already cleared to play. He's cleared protocols. Um, my assumption is he has, my assumption is he doesn't play 38 minutes, right? Maybe 32 to 33 minutes or something like that. Um, so we probably won't have to worry about James Bowden coming in and shooting the lights out and, you know, destroying everybody's hopes and dreams. Um, it, it, this should be a good game. And I'm saying that because, you know, uh, Luca's going to be out. Right. And Luca's going to be out multiple games, not just today. He was out uh, Sunday as well. So this should keep the game essentially more competitive for the Hornets. And so I'm really excited about, you know, getting some of these pieces. And, and yeah, I, I do think Terry Rozier coming back in the mix is, is definitely going to change things. Right. But uh, I, I'm still in. It's, the prices are expensive. I know. Right. But Gordon Hayward is still seventy five hundred. You know, he doesn't have I don't feel like he has more upside than Oubre. um, But still. I I think it's going to be a competitive game, but they're they're really expensive. How much does Rosier back affect Cody Martin? That's a big one. Uh, I definitely think code like you you can't play Cody at all at sixty five hundred on DK. Like zero shares. FanDuel uh, finally, finally bumped his price up to a whopping fifty two hundred. I I don't know if you can. Do it. It's weird because Rogier's coming back from COVID, from the COVID protocols, right? So he wasn't actually hurt. Yeah, he wasn't hurt, but it's even if he plays thirty minutes, that's going to hurt Cody. Like Cody Martin's probably going to come down to twenty eight minutes. Do you get what I'm saying? It's like, and he can get there in 28 minutes, but is it worth it? I, I don't know if it's going to be, 
be worth it. And like I talked, like I talked about, you know, Uber is eighty four hundred. Well, I didn't mention it specifically, but Uber is eighty four hundred on DK. Bridges is eight K. Like it's an expensive team overall. Rozier seventy two. Cody Martin at sixty five. The usage is going to be redistributed yet again. And if Rozier gets a full complement of minutes, somewhere around thirty five minutes, he's going to be another guy taking almost twenty shots. What uh, so what's his price on DK again? Seventy two hundred. He's 78 on FanDuel. So at right. least they're, they're prepared for, for this battle. Yeah. So it's got to come from somewhere. So, you know, I'm not, I'm expecting James Bonite to not get 25 minutes again. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that, that's expect- what I was going to say. Is it possible that that Martin just absorbs Bonite's minutes and he's fine with like 32 minutes or something like that? I, I know he's not a DK play at that price, but at 52 on FanDuel, I'm, I'm still kind of interested. I'm still trying to wrap my head around it. If he's going to play, you know, 30 plus. Yeah, I mean, Boke Knight looked good. He, you got you had a nice young okay. kid on your hands there. Well, he well he looked good against Sacramento. Let's let's not uh, <laughs> let's let's not overinflate what's going on here. But he he did look good. He he did look good. Hey, listen, at least the Kings made the first step of turning the corner, and that was getting rid of Luke Walton. So, baby steps, Chief. Baby steps. I got you. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, big discrepancy in prices there with, with Cody Martin between sites. Uh, does that does Rozier back put you off of Kelly Oubre on Monday? Like Rozier on, does that mean? Yeah, that- that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, the, the it's more so the price. If yeah. Oubre was 7K, I'd still be in. He's 8,400. Bridges is 8K. Now, now, here's the difference, though. If PJ Washington is out again, because he he was he's questionable because of an illness. If he's out again, then now I still can't play all of these guys, but they're still going to get their run. Do you, do you get what I'm saying? That has like to help this, the forwards a little more than the guards, though, right? Like the the the, the yeah, Ubre- Bridges Bridges and Hayward for sure. Mm-hmm. But but Ubre is kind of hybrid. Like right. they basically, so the rotation. If you look at, and I watch the game, so I don't have to look at it on, on court IQ. Like you know, um, they've kind of been subbing Bridges for Ubre after like the first run, and then they and that's when they were really shorthanded. And then they kind of do the same thing again. They sub Ubre for either Bridges or Hayward, right? And um, Boat Knight kind of come in from bar and like you get what I'm saying, and they kind of tried to piece together a rotation. But now that Terry's back, um, Martin's going to the bench. I think unless they decide to start keep starting Martin and bring Terry off the bench, you get what I'm saying. That's the only differentiator. But I think Terry's going to start. I think Martin will go back to the bench. Martin will probably come in for Terry after maybe five or six minutes, right, just to kind of test his conditioning. Um, he'll come out. Um, or, yeah, yeah. He'll come out, and then they're probably going to bring in. Uh, let's see, because see, now, now that we got Terry back, it's like a, a new rotation. You know what I mean? Um, Bo Knight may come. They may give him some extended run because he played so well. Like that. That. That's. That's a maybe because Ish Smith is still out too as well. So, so Cody Martin. He might still have a little some ball handle, handling responsibilities in that second unit a little bit, but yeah, I'm, I'm assuming Hayward's been running a little bit of point forward a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's been, it, you know, but they've all been doing it because you know it's kind of kind of a universal team. But 
Um, I think Bridges will be the last sub, like in the first quarter. And I think it'll be for Ubre, right? So I think first sub is, is Rozier, and I think they bring in Martin. And then here's what they might do. Rozier may sit on the bench for – if they sub Terry like the five-minute mark, five- or six-minute mark, then Martin's going to play the rest of the first quarter into the second. Rozier will probably come back in for Ubre or Hayward, right? One of those two. Bridges, I think, will play the whole first quarter, unless he's in foul trouble. And then begin the second quarter, Ubre comes back. Hayward probably still stays on the bench some. And then they'll run a sub again. Like they, they maybe they'll go three, four minutes into the second quarter, and Martin will keep playing, Rogier will keep playing, or no, maybe Rogier will get subbed. Hayward comes back, Ubre comes in, Bridges leave. You see what I'm saying? And and but and I know I'm, I know I'm kind of piecing together the rotation, but that's kind of how it's going to go. Secondly, if PJ Washington plays, then that changes it all again. So that that's a that's a piece of information we don't know. That's an important. Uh, this game's important. Yeah, Two, couple major injury situations and COVID protocols, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah. Rozier is, is in a, it's just a straight, I can't play Rozier at 7,800. I just, I just, I can't do it. Listen, the Dallas side of things. Now, here we go. Your Hornets love to give up points. We don't have Luka Doncic. I'm curious to see if there's any pricing discrepancies between some of these guys we have. I have FanDuel in front of me. You have DK in front of you. So uh, let me ask you this on the Dallas on the Dallas side. What do you got for Porzingis over there? What's his price tag on DraftKings? I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a guess because they've had a chance to catch up, right? So what do you think it would have been if like the news dropped five o'clock today and the slate was kind of already out? Like, what do you think his price would have been? Um, well, they already had one day of of knowing Luca was out, right? Right. Uh, but I'm saying if they didn't know, what 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 what's your guess of it? 8,100. That's my guess what he would have been. Okay. So I'm assuming he's higher. No, no, he's, he's 8K. I like that price. It's a fair price. Yeah, yeah, for, for Luca to be out for sure. Because it, it's it's right where he should be. Yeah. Um, For, for him being out. And it gives you, yeah, so I'm, I'm with you. Okay, 85 on FanDuel. A little, little more, but understandable. Yeah, that extra, that extra point for the stocks, you know. Yeah. Yeah, Jalen Brunson's up to 63 over here. Yeah, he's 58 on DK. That that's a that's a tough one. I mean, he, listen, they blew they blew out OKC. Right. And he still put up 33.25 fantasy points. So, uh in this matchup. Oh yeah, this is a juicy matchup for this team. Yeah, juicy. I'm interested. You know, Tim Hardaway as volatile as he is. Got to be in the player pool if you're one. Yeah, Charlotte's giving up a lot of three pointers, man. Uh, I, I'm interested. Dorian Finney-Smith, THJ. Yeah. I, I like this. I like most of the guys that are going to play here. Volatile large field tournament options: THJ, Finney-Smith, um, Maxi Kleber had 29 minutes. I don't know how much was blowout run. I don't have the game flow yet. Didn't come out yet. Uh, but yeah, Brunson, I'm in. I'll have, you know I want shares of him. Porzingis interested. Uh, you know what? Like we saw the Hornets Kings game last week, instant track meet, and uh, you know the Hornets love to give up points themselves. So yeah, gotta have some Dallas shares. Anything else from this game, buddy? Should we move on? No, let's 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 move it on. All right. 
Let's do it. Uh, Wizards at Denver. The lone 9 o'clock Eastern game here. Will Barton is questionable. He missed on Saturday. And how good is Nikola Jokic been? He's just unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh, he's all the way up there at 11-4. Aaron Gordon, 61. I won't even ask you about him. I know you don't play him. And, uh, you know, we'll have to see if Will Barton's in or out. Um, that matters because that just makes Jokic even more of a of an insanely good play. I mean, Jokic's game log is just stupid, you know? Dating back to the 29th of November, 54, 44, 48, 56, 65, 59, 71. If Will Barton doesn't play, he's going to have another super high usage game, you know, mid to high 30s, maybe even crack 40 if he needs them usage-wise. So uh, keep an eye on Will Barton here. What, what are your thoughts on Denver? Yeah, I think the Will Barton news is big. Um, but, you know, a lot of these guys are starting to get priced up now. So, you know, you can't really – I don't really want to invest too much in any of these different guys outside of Jokic. Like, Monty Morris is 5,700. Um, you know, Bones Highland is 36. Like, you could probably get in on him if he's going to get the minutes. I don't play Aaron Gordon, so I don't have to live with that heartbreak anymore. And uh, so it's it's mainly Jokic or bust. Yeah, on the wizard side of things, Kuzma is on the COVID list. And oh, Jermichael Green's a game time decision for Denver, too. He's doubtful. Jermichael Green's doubtful. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, I guess, unfortunately, that helps Aaron Gordon the most, or maybe Jeff Green. Jeff Green's 5,300 on FanDuel, not interested. Man, they're running out of bodies fast. Monte Morris has been pretty good. <laughs> Running out of bodies fast. Gotta love it. Yep. Monte Morris has been good. Yeah, if Will Barton's out, I think Monte Morris is interesting. Don't exactly know what his ceiling is, though. Uh, wizard side of things. You know, without Kuzma, I thought Dinwiddie would have played better. I know it was against Utah. I only played 24 minutes. Uh, Dinwiddie's 5,400. You know, like he... You know, he's going to play 30-plus without Kuzma. I think Dinwiddie's kind of interesting. I just stopped playing Bradley Beal uh, for now until, like, eventually Beal might be, like, 8K flat or, like, 7-9. Like, it's just not the Bradley Beal show it was when it was him and Westbrook. And the thing was, you know how it was. When it was him and Westbrook last year, they staggered minutes often. So they had the whole court to themselves, but... Uh, it's just not the case anymore. It's, it's hard to play Bradley Beal. Are you in on any of these Wizards, Chief? Yeah, not really. I think Bradley Beal. So you got a new coaching style, right, um, with uh, Wes Unsell Jr. And I think, I think it's helping Bradley Beal from a career standpoint, right, in terms of longevity. Like he's not doing it all as, as like he was. Um, like he, I think he's playing a little bit more team basketball. You get what I'm saying? So it's maybe not wearing him out. He's still playing minutes, but just not wearing him down as much. And so uh, I – but I'm with you. 8,400 for Beal right now is a, a tough pill to swallow. Now, you know, Kuzma is going to be out for a while because of the COVID protocols. I will say this. On DK, Montrez Harrell is 5K. And as long as he's 5K, I'm in on that price. As long as he's 5K – I am in on that price. Daniel Gafford is 47. Don't hate that either. Um, you know, these are guys that 
you know, I want to want to keep getting in on uh, because once they start popping and, and, and Gafford has been popping, you know, a few games and they still haven't priced him up over 5k. If you go on court IQ, Montrez is actually the one who gets the, I think it's like a four or 5% usage increase without Kuzma. I know they typically play on different units, so I don't know how much they overlap, uh, but Harrell is interesting. I agree. 5,400 on FanDuel. Uh, he must've been popping a little bit over the weekend because he was garnering almost 20% ownership in some tournaments. Uh, Montrez that is. So um, other than that, you know, a couple players in this game, not going crazy. on it. I don't think it's going to be a fantastic uh, environment or anything like that. So uh, how about Phoenix Lakers or Phoenix Clippers, excuse me. And, and there's going to be, Potentially some news, uh, late news in this one, one way or the other. Paul George, let's see. Uh, he's doubtful for Monday's game. He is doubtful. Well, ugh, that just kind of mucks the waters. You know, Phoenix isn't a team we like to target against generally. And, you know, Reggie Jackson's up to 6K. Marcus Morris has been pretty bad, and he's 5,400. You know, Terrence Mann and Bledsoe are in the mid-fives. I don't have a ton of interest in the Clippers side of the ball. I don't think anybody is, like, screaming value. Even Luke Kennard's 5,200. It's a price yeah, thing Luke for Kennard me. Luke had a pretty good scoring game. The only thing that – I mean, Morris has been okay from a fantasy perspective, at least from DK Price, and he was 4,600 last few games, 27, 35, 30, 28. Now, I did put up 16 against Orlando, but he shot one for nine, had six rebounds, two assists. Two steals, two real points. I mean, he goes, you know, eight for nine, you know, give him another. Uh, I mean, excuse me, he goes five for nine or four for nine, give him another six to eight points, and he's getting a lot closer to value. So I don't hate Morris because of the price here, but all in all, you know, this isn't a team that, you know, I'm interested in getting in on. Now, if we know, if I knew Terrence Mann was going to get 35 minutes again for 4,400, I'd be in, but I'm just not sure. Yeah, I mean, he's a thousand more on FanDuel, 54. Uh, and you yeah. said Morris was 46 on DK. Yeah. yeah. He's 54 here. It, it, for FanDuel, yeah. it's, it's, it's tougher to play these guys on FanDuel. But yeah. I, I, on DraftKings, you're absolutely right. Uh, it's a price yeah. thing. It's a price thing. And then, and then the other thing, too, they really still have a lot of guards. Reggie Jackson is going to play. Terrence Mann is going to play. Eric Bledsoe is going to play. Guess what? Justice Winslow was playing the other day. He played 15 minutes. Just, you know, they've, they've got a lot of guards. Luke Kennard in a, in a kind of a combo role. Uh, uh, Mr. Boston, right, from, from Kentucky. He played 25 minutes. He's been playing. So that's what I'm saying. They've got so many guards. Unless you know the minutes are guaranteed, it's really hard to try to pinpoint which guy is going to be the guy. Phoenix, Devin Booker out. DeAndre Ayton, questionable. He Illness missed, not COVID related. Yeah, he missed one game over the weekend. Uh, you know what? Well, Chris Paul revenge game. <laughs> yeah, and I like I like Cam Johnson here on DK as well. Forty six hundred. I do like him in this spot. What's Mister McGee's price on DK? Oh man, I'm gonna give you a good guess. Uh, let me think. Forty eight. Four K. Oh. Yeah, I mean, if we're, we're going to get him against the Clippers, he put up – so this is the thing about McGee, and, and McGee's been doing this since Denver, Washington, right? Nothing's changed. 
He played 26 minutes Saturday or over the weekend. That's Friday. 48.75 fantasy points. <laughs> Just ridiculous. Ridiculous. Uh, he was 3,400. Insane. I don't know if we have a way to sort this, but what if I told you McGee might be a top 25 player in the league in terms of fantasy points per minute? <laughs> he probably is. He uh, Listen. I'm on court IQ. You can bring it up. You guys can see it for yourself. He's played just about 400 minutes of I didn't take anybody off the court. That's just, that's just his numbers for the season. 1.39 DraftKings points per minute. So he plays 20 minutes. I mean, you know, he's going to crush at 4k. What if he plays 25? Oh, look out, look out. He's 52 on FanDuel, and there's probably some sticker shock there. But I tell you what, if DeAndre Ayton's out, I'm playing JaVale McGee. Yeah, yeah as you numbers. should. Like, what? Yeah, as One, you should. And he's a 24% usage. He, he's, you know, he was the, the poster boy for Shaq and a fool. But he's actually got a little bit of a role now in the last couple of years. He has a couple of rings, doesn't he? He was a, on a couple of championship teams. Whether or not he played is a different story. But NBA champion, JaVale McGee, Chief. Yeah. Multiple. Multiple. Didn't we have a pod where we were like, they're missing JaVale McGee. They need him to win the ring. Remember that? <laughs> I, I think so. Man. JaVale McGee, 1.39 DK points per minute. Unreal. Unreal. Uh, you know, that 5,200 price tag, you think that'll scare some people off on FanDuel? Hmm. Probably a little bit of sticker shock for me. It might be the most expensive he's ever been. Maybe it's a lot, but I'll play him. If Aiton's out, I'm in. And if there's anybody, is there anybody you can even like late pivot to the 1030 game? Of course, it's the last game. And there's an hour, there's a 90 minute time gap between the second last game of the night. So like if that Aiton news doesn't come early, I, I don't even know. You know, you could go zoo back in the late game if you say if you build with 500 on FanDuel to save, which isn't the end of the world, but McGee's center only. So if we don't get that Aiton news, like that ownership is going to fluctuate whether or not we know about Aiton before lock or at eight o'clock or, you know, if those eight, if that eight or 830 game tips and they really lag on that DeAndre Aiton news. McGee could be really low owned because you're you're kind of borderline pissing away some money with his center only slot. Uh, but yeah. it, it, you know, if you try to get a feel on it, it's, it's that's going to be a very interesting situation. Very, I mean, we saw on Friday was the slate he went off, and uh, that was when AD, the late news on AD, also uh, came in, and I got stuck with Dwight Howard, who had like eight fantasy points in the first six minutes and finished with ten. So, yeah. but you know, just a, a bum night from from the Los Angeles losers. They gotta get, <laughs> they, they, they gotta get it together over there, man. The Laker Nation. I'm just having fun, but they gotta figure it out. If they're 500 by the end of January or the trade deadline, like what happens? What happens, General Manager Will Priester? If you're the Lakers and you're 500 and mid January. What what happens? What do you do? Wait for LeBron to get off social media and see what happens. Is that the game changer? 
you know how this works, man. They they just need to be in a good spot by after the All Star break, right? If, if if at the All Star break they're anywhere near you know five or six or something like that, then you know you, you know what's going to happen. All right, so I don't I don't want to rip off the morning grind game because uh, Stevie's thing, and that's really cool. I'll just ask you a couple quick questions about the slate. Who's your favorite spend up, your favorite stud on DraftKings, just looking at it, looking at the slate the way it is right now? You have a favorite stud by any chance over there? Uh, probably MB. It's nice that you get that utility spot over there on DK yeah. as well. Yeah, for sure. That, that's, the, that's the thing over here in FanDuel, too. If you plug in Embiid and that eight news drops, you you know you better hope Embiid has a, has a nice game against Memphis. If that opens up McGee um, in the late, I can't believe I'm saying that. If that opens up Javel McGee, look out! Like, it just doesn't yeah. doesn't sound like I'm being serious, but I am. It's you know he's going to have a huge role and Jokic center only as well. Uh, that totally flips a build. You know if you're going from McGee to Embiid or Jokic on Fanduel, it's another five to six K. So uh, I guess for that reason, I, I guess Giannis is my favorite spend up. I mean, you can't go wrong with any of these guys. That could change. If Will Barton gets ruled out, it's tough to not play Jokic against the Wizards, you know? Absolutely. One-man army Jokic. Absolutely. All right. Do you have a favorite con- out of anybody we talked about or looked at? Anybody that you think is going to be contrarian that caught your attention? Is you know, any? You know, I know we were talking about Bobby Portis. Is he going to be on your radar, you think, tomorrow? At, yeah, I think at 7,200, yes. Um you know, I think from a contrarian perspective overall, for me, I think it's, you know, we talked about some of these games that maybe we don't like. Like for me, I think Clint Capella's contrarian at 7,800, right? You know, in a spot where he could get 50, you know, against a team that's going to lack some size. You know, you go to the Sacramento game where the Toronto guys are expensive, but, you know, maybe you, maybe you take a shot on, you know, uh, Pascal Siakam at 85 or, or uh, or Scotty Barnes, an overpriced Scotty Barnes, at uh, at seventy six hundred, right? And and maybe he goes off for fifty this game. You don't know, but I'm just saying these are. I think these are some of the risks that you know you think about taking. And I talked about Tatum in a competitive game against Milwaukee. Like he's going to be pretty contrarian with Jalen Green, Jalen Brown coming back for sure. So those are just some of the things you know I'm I'm, I'm considering. Um, but once again have to have to have all the news so you can make informed decisions. Yeah. And you know what? We might be, this might be a late swapping piece it together as you go slate uh, with some of the, this news in the late game. So we'll have to see how, uh, how that all plays out. It's going to be a wild slate. Most likely. I do think Siakam probably won't garner the ownership. He should. And again, Sacramento and it's a seven o'clock tip right away. I think he's an interesting spot. At a low ownership, potentially. Yeah. So, uh, that's where I'm at here. Anything else, Chief? Nah, man. I am good to go. Tell everybody where they can find you. And you're going to be in the prop shop tomorrow? Yeah. Twitter Spear. Uh, at Chief Justice 06, for sure, we'll be in, in the prop shop. And, uh, you know, hanging out. And uh, thank you guys for hanging out with us. We'll also have the Food for Thought pod coming out later this week, which will be, uh, I'm sure, pretty fantastic considering all the other news that and other uh, other uh, developments 
that, that have come out of this past Sunday and this past Sunday night game. So, and the Monday night game. So it, it, it's, it's going to be a ton of fun. Yeah, ton man. of fun. Looking forward to it. This was my fourth show of Sunday. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm done. I'm tired. I, I can barely talk, but uh, it was a blast. I hope we helped everybody out and uh, looking forward to Monday night's NBA slate. So uh, for the chief, Will Priester, I'm Justin Carlucci. Good luck, everybody, and have a good day.